0: Welcome to the Gardener's World magazine Sew Along series, the podcast that inspires you to grow more from seed. Hi, I'm Adam. Features Editor here at Gardeners World Magazine, and I've grown tomatoes from seed for as long as I can remember growing anything in the garden, really. For me, they're the ultimate veg, or should I say fruit, that anyone can grow almost anywhere from seed. For those brand new to growing food at home, they're a brilliant entryway because the seeds germinate fast and reliably. The plants shoot up quickly and the end result is, of course, delicious. And then for more experienced growers, there are hundreds of varieties to experiment with, from lovely old heirloom types to an array of new disease-resistant and super-sweet cultivars. My plants this year include lovely sweet little sun golds and big juicy beefsteak Costoluto fiorentinos, real tried and tested varieties that I uh, know my husband and I just love to eat. But I'm also growing these alongside some that are new to me this year, Brandy Boy, Shimmer, and uh, a variety called Burpee's Long Keeper. But no matter what you decide to grow, how you actually sow and then grow them on, it's always the same. For me, and I think for most people in the south of the country, seed sowing begins in earliest in February. For tomatoes, you intend to grow in a greenhouse. Or late March, if you plan to grow them outside. And I would say, don't be tempted to start them any earlier than this. Especially if you're in a part of the country that's a bit cooler there's every chance you'll end up with little plants that are desperate to grow but they end up weak and leggy as there's so light about that earlier in the year. And if you're in a colder part of the country I would say hold back your sowing to March for greenhouse growing and into April if you plan to grow them on outdoors. And really all you do is sprinkle the seed over a tray or little pots of nice fine peat-free compost that you've firmed down and already soaked in water. I like to think of this as their nursery stage. Let them have a bit of room. I'd say two to three seeds in a little pot is perfect, or of course you can be a bit more generous if you're sowing them in a tray. Then cover them lightly, sifted so compost or vermiculite will do, and give them a gentle press down. Warmth is essential, of course. A heated propagator is ideal, or you can just pop them in a clear plastic bag. As soon as the little seedlings burst forth, uncover them, and put them somewhere with lots of light they will be ready to pot on in a couple of weeks into individual pots of their own and it's off to primary school with them. Now you will no doubt have sown vastly more than you can possibly fit into your garden, uh, which is just perfect really because who doesn't love a gift of a tomato plant? And from now on, it's gonna be your job to nurture them along until they are strong and vigorous. uh, And really this should involve keeping them moist mainly. Uh, Rotate them daily and what I like to do is just gently brush my hands through the leaves. Apparently it simulates what the wind would do and encourages stronger stems. It also just feels and smells lovely. In about a month, when you see some of the first flowers opening up, they're ready for their secondary school stage, aka the greenhouse or your veg bed, or even a grow bag or a generous container, wherever it is you plan to um, ultimately position them. And now you can enjoy watching them shoot up. I say shoot up. um, If you're growing cordon types, also known as indeterminate tomatoes, that's just what they're going to do, grow nice and tall. Um, They will grow out if you're growing the bush uh, varieties known as determinate. So those ones will not get as tall, but they will fill out and get nice and bushy. Whichever you're growing, always keep the soil moist and give them a tomato feed. Anything with high potassium as soon as the first fruits start to swell up. I must confess, for the longest time, I did hardly any pruning of the tomatoes that I grew. It's uh, mainly because I did grow the cherry tomato types, uh, the bush cherry tomato types, and I think pruning is the bit that might seem the most off-putting to new growers uh, when they want to grow something that's really tall and is just dripping in those jewel-like trusses of shiny fruit that you, you know, you may have seen more experienced growers um, growing. But it's actually really simple to do. You just need to make sure you've supported the plant with a sturdy cane or a framework or um, a string line tied overhead. And then you simply pinch or snip out the side shoots. Just make sure you're pinching out the actual side shoot rather than the trusses. The trusses will produce flowers and ultimately the fruit, whereas a, a side shoot is where the plant is trying to grow another stem. And that's usually between the main vertical stem and an established leaf stem. So. All you want to do is just pinch these out, uh, perhaps do it every time you water the plant, and the energy is now going to go into fruit production rather than the unnecessary extra stems. Of course, the real pleasure of growing tomatoes begins as soon as you start harvesting them. And here, my best advice is just to eat them as soon as you've picked them. Hopefully that would still be warm from the sunshine. Never store tomatoes in the fridge. I think it just um, kills off the flavour. Now, herbs are a must-grow alongside your tomatoes. Basil is an obvious pairing, and so are the soft leaves of oregano. But more recently, I've discovered a herb that I think goes particularly well with tomatoes, and that's lovage. Uh, In a salad, gently tossed with good olive oil and some vinegar, maybe balsamic or raspberry, and a little salt, and then a handful of uh, your freshly picked herbs. Just delicious. If you have a glut, uh, one of my favorite things to do is to halve all the tomatoes you've harvested and then tumble them into a big baking dish. Glug over some olive oil and add a splash of balsamic vinegar. Chuck in any of the herbs that you've been growing and lots of whole garlic cloves and then season, cover that with foil and slowly roast it in the oven until you have a bubbling tray of collapsed tomatoes in their juices. When that's cooled down, just whiz it all up in a blender and uh, you can then just bottle or freeze the sauce and enjoy it in the depth of winter. It's a lovely reminder of your glorious summer harvest. Although tomato seeds are fairly inexpensive and easy to get hold of, every now and then I'll have a go at saving some of my own seeds from tomatoes I've grown that year, Uh, especially if I've really enjoyed a, a tomato variety that I've grown And it's actually really easy to do. There's a couple of ways you could go about it. uh, But I think the most straightforward is just to save a fruit from a really healthy plant and uh, scoop out the pulp onto a nice clean sheet of kitchen paper. Smush that around with a teaspoon and spread it into a nice even layer. And then just leave that to dry out somewhere warm for a few weeks. A windowsill would be ideal. And then all you need to do is just fold that seed sheet up and store it in a paper envelope. Don't forget to write the variety on it. Then all you do next year is you unfold that sheet and press it onto a tray of moist compost. Lightly cover it with more compost and away you go. You'll have a little forest of tomato seedlings before you know it. And if you prefer to sow them into little pots, just shake the seeds off the kitchen roll onto a clean surface and then pop them in. And really, I can't think of a more enjoyable way to join the dots along your tomato growing journey from sowing to harvesting and then to sowing again. It's just the most perfect and delicious thing you can grow. Thanks for listening to Sew Along, and we hope you're inspired to give seed sowing a go. Find out more about it at gardenersworld.com forward slash podcast. Subscribe now to never miss an episode and rate us in your podcast provider app. See you next time.